We are all immigrants. Some people have forgotten that. Moises Rodriguez. Chapter 7. Incorporate your U.S. business before you go. Put the cart before the horse. If you have arrived at this point in the book, there's a probability that you may be thinking something along the lines of, okay, I want to start a new U.S. business, but I'm also open to purchasing an existing business down there. So I want to travel to the United States on this B-1 business visitor visa and feel out the business landscape while I'm here before I decide to commit to the incorporation costs. This is where you would be making a big mistake. As a business owner with an existing company in Canada, an investor, or even a startup entrepreneur like myself, you are well acquainted with the idea of having to pay to play. In other words, even if you travel to the U.S. on a B-1 uh, business visitor visa for which you have to spend a few thousand dollars on for travel and lodging, you will want to be prepared by having an established U.S.-based business before your departure. Here's why. If you find yourself inside the United States and you have the fortune of finding that ideal investment you want to make real estate or maybe an existing company, or if you're going to begin showing expenses, that will benefit you later in the eyes of immigration authorities. Before you apply for an e-visa, you will want to have the corporation structure legally set up so that you may be able to transfer money from your Canadian bank accounts to your U.S. bank accounts. Note your Canadian-based bank accounts in American dollars cannot be utilized for this. I don't want you to lose out on one year, one immigration cycle like we did, where you find yourself wanting to move money from Canada to a U.S. business account and come to find out that you can't. I also don't want you to have to make a purchase or invest money in a state like Colorado, for example, and then have to drive or fly all the way to North Carolina to open a U.S. TD bank account, after which you will find out you still have to go back to Canada to wire yourself money into that U.S. base account. This happened to us. Number two, the other issue with not having a U.S.-based business set up is multi-layered. One layer is that you don't appear serious if you want to do business in the U.S. in front of the immigration officers at the airport, at the port of entry, even at the consulate. Secondly, and more important, is that you have to be aware that if you decide to apply for an e-visa, a change of status, since you would already be here on a B-1 status, the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS, will only accept and process your change of status from B1 to E2 only if the checks you write them will draw on a U.S.-based bank account. Now, as a side note, in recent months um, before I'm doing this audiobook, they're allowing credit cards for your E2 petition, your E2 application, but they still have to be U.S.-based credit cards. They're not accepting Canadian credit cards or Canadian checks, okay, especially if you're in the country. It would behoove you to prepare your corporation ahead of time, giving you enough time to set up your U.S. business account. To repeat, by driving home the two points I made above, you do not want to be penny wise and dollar foolish if you plan on launching or purchasing a U.S. based business. The cost of setting up a startup company is negligible compared to the sheer amount of time and energy you will save. Your first year's incorporation expenses will be somewhere around $600 U.S. So the yearly carrying costs of a U.S. corporation after that first year are really under $1,000. And that includes tax filing services in the U.S. done by a professional tax company I would recommend to anybody. The ease with which you can incorporate a U.S.-based business nowadays is unbelievably easy. 
For example, Melissa and I were on a trip to Europe visiting family when we incorporated our U.S.-based company. It was a surreal experience. There we were, Canadian citizens on a trip to Eastern Europe, incorporating a U.S.-based company using an internet browser. Amazing. Hello, Stripe.com slash Atlas. From the moment I submitted our identification documents and our description of what our business activity will be moving forward, it took exactly nine days for the company to become a legal U.S. entity. That was back in 2017. Now they're doing it in two to three days. Five days later, we have a U.S.-based business bank account with Silicon Valley Bank and two debit cards for our new business checking account were already on their way to our Canadian address for when we would return to Europe. Now, as a sidebar going off the script here, you're going to want a U.S. address for your business, okay? That's uh, a service that, that we offer here at the Canadian American Dream. Okay, mail forwarding and all that, that's something that, that I don't tell a lot of people, but I wanted to, to make sure that if you're listening to this audiobook and you're thinking, well, who do I know in America that can take all my mail? Well, we offer, uh, uh, um, a secure and private service for that. You don't have to uh, deal with UPS store if you don't want to. We use an incorporation service, uh, called Atlas offered by stripe.com, the world's most valuable tech company. If you have gone through the incorporation process in Canada, then you will know that prior to being able to do it online, you had to do all of these various things yourself, like incorporating your company, getting an HST number, making an appointment at the bank to open up a business account, physically going to the bank for that appointment. And so when I saw the sheer amount of value that the Stripe Atlas service offered for only $500 and it paid your state filing fees, I was pleasantly shocked and knew this was going to be a good thing. You can find the service again at stripe.com slash Atlas. Transferring money from Canada to your U.S. business. However you are set up on the Canadian side with your banks, whether you plan on injecting capital from your personal business bank accounts versus your Canadian business account, at some point, it is going to get it's it's going to have to get done. Listen, in my personal experience, it is difficult once in the United States to convince your bank in Canada to wire transfer you significant amounts of money with you not being there present in front of the branch teller. It's just the way things are done in Canada. It's so weird, but it's just what it is. If you think and are sure that you can transfer, let's say $25,000 or more from Canada to your U.S. business bank account, whether you do an online wire transfer or write yourself a check, then I commend you. I have not been able to verify my identity with Canadian banks for transfers over 10,000 in the last 10 years, unless I was there in person in Canada at my Canadian bank. So what I recommend you do is incorporate a U.S. based business in the 30 days before that you, that you leave Canada, where you know you will be traveling to the U.S. so that your business bank account in the U.S. has time to be open and active. Once you have an active and open U.S. business account, you will have the credentials that go with it, such as a SWIFT code and, of course, your routing and account number, which you will be able to use to initiate a wire transfer while still in Canada and also save a ton of wire transfer fees later when you arrive in the U.S. I am writing for you all this, and I'm operating on the assumption that you don't have someone you can trust who you can empower with your bank account in Canada to wire transfer you money while you're in the U.S., while we're here in the U.S., we do not have anyone that can wire transfer our money from our account, so we do the next best thing. Listen, if you do not incorporate your U.S. business before you leave Canada, 
dot, dot, dot. In the previous section, I offered you the best case scenario so that you're prepared to fund your U.S. business account for your new corporation while still in Canada. I hope you do this because the alternative is a little annoying and pricey. Since Melissa and I have not given anyone else power of signature to our current Canadian business accounts, and since we can't travel back to Canada to do so or wire transfer ourselves money from the Canadian side, we're doing the next best thing. Okay. We are creating invoices from our U.S.-based business, and this is a last resort. I really don't want you to do this, which is why I told you the first part. We're creating invoices from our U.S.-based business, which we pay with our Canadian debit and credit cards, and then we keep track of them and ensure that our account here in the U.S. understands what we're doing, also that our account in Canada understands what we're doing, because that's literally how you transfer yourself money legally so that you can invest it in your U.S. business and then still not get into hot into hot water with the CRA. This is tricky because paying yourself through an invoice in your business account can appear as taxable income. But after four years of doing this and only moving the amounts of money we need to our U.S. business, our expenses here are equal to the transfer amounts, which means that there are no taxes to be paid. Because remember, on the CRA side, on the Canada side, going off the script here, that is a business expense. That is business venture. You're trying to start other businesses so you would not be paying income on that. Again, check with your tax attorney in Canada. Even better, the 3% credit card fees we incur and even the loss of value between currency exchange from the American, sorry, from the Canadian to American side is tax deductible for us. So in the four years we have done this with our company before earning actual profits in our business, we earned over $12,000 worth of tax credits with the IRS. There are pros and cons to doing it this way, but this is what I love most about doing business in Canada and the US. You get to handle the money however you handle it. And then you settle it with the tax authorities after. It's a beautiful thing. I've heard horror stories from friends back in my old country who have had their business accounts closed for weeks until they could account for 19 missing euros. Yikes. Again, please document all of your incoming charges to your U.S. business account and make sure you can track them to those transfers from your Canadian accounts, okay? And account for the currency exchange. Disclaimer. And of course, please remember that I'm telling you these stories from my personal experience and you should always consult with a U.S. and Canadian tax attorney as I am not one. Last but not least, in my 10 years of travel experience and over 60 registered entries and exits in the U.S., the thing that I found hurt me the most in terms of financial logistics was the fact that 95% of payments using credit cards you will make in the U.S. require you to have a credit card with a U.S. zip code attached to it. This is very, very important, okay? Yes, your business mailing address for the IRS and the state with which you'll be registered, most likely Delaware, Wyoming, or Nevada, can be a Canadian-based address. Tip, set up a UPS store mailing address in Canada so that all your U.S. mail can go to that Canadian UPS store and the employees there can forward it to you in the U.S. if you don't have anyone to collect your Canadian mail while you are in the U.S. I cannot overstate how frustrating it is to have multiple credit cards from Canada and not be able to buy yourself a mattress from Ikea and furniture or or an Instacart shopping session because these platforms require U.S. zip codes for credit card verification. This is why we offer mail forwarding services and address services to Canadians here down south in the U.S. because the 
codes in the postal code in Canada will not work on these US based credit cards because the US bank will just take the address that they have on file which you incorporated which was in Canada with the IRS so you're going to have to change your address to, to an American address in order for those credit cards to work either even online as soon as your US business is incorporated even if the mailing address on your US business bank card is registered with your Canadian address you should set up a UPS store in the area you will be spending most of your time while in the US. As a sidebar, like I said, you can go with a UPS store or you can reach out to us for address services. We only do that for a select uh, uh, handful of people, but I have to put that out here in the book because you're taking the time to listen and I want to make sure that I add massive value to your life, especially if you're going to do this. So in other words, you should make excellent use of and take full advantage of the UPS store network or yours truly. The mailboxes they offer you for around 30 bucks a month are not considered PO boxes. Neither is our office. Your UPS store mailbox is a real address. So is our office. In the eyes of the credit card companies, the banks, the IRS, even immigration services. This means it can be used as a mailing address. And because these UPS stores are small business owner franchises, you can build rapport with the team at that UPS store, especially in Canada. That's what we do when we're not in Canada. And they will safely and confidentially forward you any mail to wherever you are in the U.S. or Canada. Next to Starbucks, the UPS store is my favorite brand. Listen, to go off the script here, because I'm done with the chapter, it's actually more important for you to have a Canadian UPS store because you need to build a relationship. It's so much easier when you're dealing with a stranger who owns a local UPS store than having to rely on family and friends to send you a bunch of mail. Okay, the UPS store owner will not open your mail. Okay, even if you ask them to, they will not open your mail. It's illegal. But you know what parents and, and friends and brothers and sisters and uncles and aunts and, and neighbors do? They open mail and then they say that they accidentally open the mail. So I really, really, really suggest that if you're going to be living in the U.S. for some time, whether you come here on a B1 or you relocate here on an E2, you actually pay the 30 bucks a month. It's like 350 a year. Get a UPS store and just work with a professional who can forward you all your Canadian mail to the U.S. All right. There you have it.